using free speech to free minds. It's the David Knight Show. It's Monday, August 31st, 2020. I'm David Knight, your host. Today we're going to take a look at uh, the pushback in Europe in both London and Berlin. Massive pushbacks over the weekend against this fraud. And, of course, you have the mainstream media, tabloids like Daily Mail and The Sun and so forth, saying, oh, these people just say the coronavirus is a hoax. No, the hoax is uh, clearly what the government is doing. And so we're also going to break down the numbers. You remember the numbers? We got to do what the numbers say. Well, the numbers say stop the lockdown, stop the vaccine push, stop the mask, stop the social distancing. That's what the numbers say. We're going to give you the CDC's numbers. And I'm going to, you will not believe this. I mean, the, the CDC has finally come out and said, well, you know, 94% of the people that uh, uh, died, uh, it's not really valid. And I don't know that the other 6% is either. Because they didn't have a test. Remember, they didn't have a test at the beginning. Everything was an assumption. And they've been assuming things for years. We talked about every flu season. They make massive assumptions to try to scare people into it. Now they're scaring people into a lockdown and mandating a vaccine everywhere. And so you got a massive pushback there. you got a pushback also over the weekend in Massachusetts. Parents pushing back against the vaccine mandates. They have us, however, fighting in the streets. And as bad as the violence is, and it's a big deal when somebody comes and you know assassinates a, a, a person who's walking down the street because of their political beliefs, that's a big deal. I'm not making light of this. But I'm telling you, it's like the burning and looting of businesses. That is a tiny fraction a tiny fraction of what is being done by your own government, Republicans and Democrats, especially the Democrats, but the Republicans are doing it as well. Uh, we're going to be joined today in the show by uh, Ammon Bundy. Uh, he was going to be on last week, but he got arrested. He's going to be on today to talk about what's going on in Idaho. Because, you see, what we have to understand before we can get out of this, before we rise up and have our event with tens of thousands of people, like they did in London and Berlin, what will it take for Americans? to stand up against this. See, we're standing down because Trump is in the White House. Trump is not going to save you. Trump hasn't done a thing to stop any of this. He hasn't done a thing to stop Fauci and Burks. He's pushed the vaccine. Help is not coming. This is what is so dangerous about this. We would already have tens of thousands of people even by the official estimates of the media and the politicians who don't want the crowds to be large. They had over 10,000 in London, about 40,000 in Berlin. And yet, where was the march in America? Where is the march to push back against this stuff in freedom-loving America? No, people are saying, well, you know, those Democrats, boy, they're really going to lock down the country. Yeah, they will. They're telling you they're going to do it. The Republicans are doing it, and they tell you that they're not going to do it. The Republicans will 
boil the frogs more slowly. The difference between a Whitmer and a Greg Abbott, a Gretchen Whitmer in uh, Michigan and Greg Abbott, freedom-loving Greg Abbott in Texas, is 25% occupancy versus 50% occupancy in the uh, restaurants. Because Greg Abbott and the establishment doesn't want you in the streets. They know just how far to push you, what you will put up with, what you allow them to condition you to. This is a very careful psychological conditioning. It is Skinner-esque, B.F. Skinner, and it is beyond freedom and dignity. We'll have more about this when we come back. Stay with us. truth is a revolutionary act and now the david knight show it's monday august 31st Year of our Lord, 2020, I'm David Knight, your host. It is day 168, 168 days of America held hostage. Did you ever, in your wildest imagination, believe that it would be, we would still be locked down and that they would be escalating the controls, escalating the mask requirements, pushing them through businesses and corporations against you all the way through August? Oh, well, we just need it for a couple of weeks. That's all we need it for. Um, Well, we'll need a couple of weeks more. Well, now we need another month. Now we need two months. Now we need another quarter. Now we need another couple of years. Now it's never going to end. This is the way tyranny always operates. They're boiling you like a frog. They don't want you to wake up. So they want to roll this out gradually. That's why I say the Republicans are the bigger destroyers of freedom than the Democrats are right now because the Democrats are in your face about it, and they're shooting people in the streets. And yet, the damage being done to our society as they've got us fighting each other over our political beliefs, over our political parties, over our skin color, uh, that's important. They have to have that going because that's the the pincer movement. You know, they got to have at least a couple of different things going. That's the way these guys operate. They're very clever. They know that we're in a fourth turning. Uh, they've kicked off the financial crisis. They've got solutions that they're implementing here. And they want to make sure that you don't see them as the enemy. They've got you fighting each other in the streets. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on today uh, with the assassination of the Trump supporter. And it was an assassination, clearly. Uh, we'll talk about what happened with uh, Rand Paul, as a matter of fact, and with uh, Rittenhouse. Uh, some more information has come out on that. So we will get into that. As a matter of fact, I'll just mention before we get into the Europe anti-lockdown protests that happened over the weekend. Uh, when we saw Rand Paul last week, and I, and I saw when these, we played the clip for you, and the people are mobbed around him as he's going, you know, it's part of the RNC convention. He's going back to his hotel with his wife. Had some police officers there with him, but not many. And the police officer about got knocked down on the ground. Rand Paul picked him up. And, uh, you know, kind of steadied him. And uh, he said, I truly believe that every fiber of my being, had they gotten at us, they would have not gotten us on the ground. We might not have been killed, might not have, might just have been injured by being kicked in the head or kicked in the stomach until we were senseless. 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, and um, when they were there chanting, I, I watched that and they said, say her name, say her name, say her name. And I thought, is, is, who, are they, who are they talking about? Because that was a chant that was there about Breonna Taylor. And nobody has championed Breonna Taylor more than Rand Paul. This is the insanity of what's going on. And we'll talk about how this is being pushed by the Clintons, by Soros, by many others. And yet the response to all of this, as Ken Buck joins with Rand Paul, saying there needs to be an investigation by the Justice Department as to who is funding these violent riots. Instead, what is the Justice Department doing? The Justice Department is releasing headlines about, well, we got Ratcliffe coordinating with Durham, an FBI investigation on declassifying documents and so forth on this four-year-old CIA coup against President Trump. And they never did anything. They never filed charges against anybody. They never locked anybody up. James Clapper lied under oath about dragnet surveillance on the American public, not on a political enemy, on you, on you. Nothing ever happened to him. Nobody in Congress ever demanded that he be uh, tried for committing perjury on the stand. Nobody ever said we should change the dragnet surveillance. And all of this stuff about Durham, how many times have you seen, oh, well, you know, every time they want to uh, distract you from what's going on. Oh, you know, Durham is going to file some charges against these guys. Just, just, oh, yeah, they're talking about this. They're really talking about it now. Uh, they're serious about it now. We've heard this narrative now for years. They're not going to do anything about it. They're not going to lock anybody up. They've locked you down. Wake up. All of this political maneuvering and this coup stuff that we're so focused on is a distraction. It is a distraction. And people fighting each other in the streets, yeah, I know we need to all be careful about this. We need to think about how we're going to protect ourselves and our families because the violence is there. But it is a small, small uh, issue compared to the lockdown, the forced vaccinations, the loss of our freedoms, the loss of the Constitution. That is what really matters, folks. That's what's going to do much more damage in the long run. Far more businesses have been destroyed uh, more than, well, more than 60% of the small businesses will never open again. They haven't burned 60% of the small businesses. And so what's going on in London? Well, over the, one, uh, over the weekend, we had a Unite for Freedom protest in London. Uh, massive, very massive. And, of course, it was pushed back by the establishment press, the tabloid press, the Daily Mail, the Sun. Up to 10,000 coronavirus conspiracy theorists who think the pandemic is a hoax, including David Icke, March on London. Well, here's the deal. It is a hoax. I'm going to tell you how it is a hoax. It is absolutely no doubt about it, a hoax. And notice that they call them climate deniers. Oh, it's all a hoax. Look, they, they're using, I've, I've told you many times, this is exactly like climate change. They make some pronouncements. We have these high priests of science who make their pronouncements. You're not allowed to see their data. You're not allowed to question their assumptions. And when it turns out that it's false, uh, just shut up. We've got a, a new thing coming up. You know, We're going to change it from freezing to warming to climate change or whatever, but you're still going to do the same thing regardless of what it is, and you're still going to do the same thing with the coronavirus. 
And we've seen this happening very, very rapidly. First, it was, look at this. We're told that this spreads very rapidly. And look at the high case fatality rate. Then all of a sudden, the case fatality rate, we started realizing, wasn't high. And, of course, they had no way to know any of that because they didn't have any tests, right? And so then we find out the case fatality rate is not high. So then what they do is they start reporting cumulative deaths, which are presumed. And then when even that flatlines, then they shift to the narrative of, oh, well, it's cases now. Cases. Look, I've got some tests here. Not that they are effective, not that they work, not that they are appropriate. Even the New York Times is now talking about the fact that the PCR test is being abused, misused, giving false results. The inventor of it said you can't use it for this. We've been saying this from day one. Actually, I've been saying it from day minus 14 or so. Two, a couple of weeks at least we're talking about this. John Rappaport. But you are the conspiracy theorist. Let me tell you something. The face masks are a conspiracy theory. You want to tell me that I can go sit in a restaurant for hours without a face mask, but I can't walk five seconds to my table without a face mask? What kind of BS science is that? Are you kidding me? That's not science. That's not medicine. That's a hoax. It is a hoax. Social distancing, vaccines, yeah, all of that stuff. And so with 10,000 people there, Uh, And they're very concerned about this. And they had signs, masks, our muzzles, the new normal is new fascism and so forth. With 10,000 people in London, let me tell you, everybody in London now is going to die, right? Everybody's going to die. No face masks, no social distancing. They're showing it's a lie by exercising their freedom. Why aren't we doing that in America? Why not? In Germany. First you had the... uh, The German government, the Berlin government, the uh, I don't know if it's Berlin or if it was uh, Merkel, the city or the uh, national government, saying you can't have uh, a a protest. Now, they looked the other way when they had the protest for BLM, but they said, no, you can't have it. Then a court said that you could. And uh, we'll talk about what happened there when we come back. Uh, Very, very impressive. Good job, Germans. (laughs) We'll be right back. Stay with us. This isn't about me taking credit. In fact, it's the opposite. It's about getting you to understand that you have all the power. Going back three weeks ago, they had the entire Austin Greenbelt shut down, and they had the spillway by Barton Springs shut down, as well as the main pool that's always been paved for the last 50 years or so. It's a dammed up spring. Well, we went down there, and we got in the park at different areas around town in the last few weeks and educated people that it was all a giant fraud. And now, despite the fact that they still say the parks are closed, you go down to any area and you'll see dozens, if not hundreds of people, depending where you're at, actually using Barton Springs here in Austin, Texas. So Bill Gates and the globalists give the orders to the UN. The UN gives the orders down through the national health services, like our NIH, and we all follow it like dutiful slaves. Stop complying with your own enslavement. Stop following the orders of these globalist traders. Start being free again. Going back more than 20 years ago, I coined the term the false left-right paradigm from reading the books by Carol Quigley, Zbigniew Brzezinski, and others, how they described powerful 
institutions and foundations successful takeover of the left parties and right parties in Europe and the United States. It didn't mean that those parties didn't have differences before. They were able to get control of the leadership of both and manipulate the public with the illusion of change and the illusion of a fight going on like WWF wrestling or something. With Trump and with our populist movement taking over the Republicans, this is a real populist movement. doesn't mean it's perfect. And you know it's real because the Democrats, the power structure, the Chi-Coms, and the entire old Republican leadership have all endorsed Joe Biden. That's why I'm supporting Trump. It's about Americanism, not globalism. It's about ending the one-sided trade deals. It's about defending our borders. It's about defending the right to the Second Amendment and pro-life. And Trump's doing all of that. You're listening to The David Knight Show. They are running our lives, aren't they? They're running them into the ground. They're not going to let us buy or sell. They're not going to let us travel or get go to school, get an education. Unless we do exactly as they say. And you just stay there in place until we get the vaccine ready. And don't worry. President Trump's right on that. He's going to get that to you right away. We may have that in October. Maybe the October surprise. Won't that be great? Oh, maybe that'll help him. I don't know. Maybe it will hurt him. Anyway, taking a look at what's going on in Germany, we're going to take a look at the uh, testing as well here. Uh, And I'm going to uh, show you that the CDC's own numbers actually disprove this whole hoax. But yeah, you have 10,000 people in London. And uh, again, London is done. You can just forget it. I mean, it's just everybody there is going to die. 10,000 people of this highly contagious disease that everybody gets it is going to die. I mean, the hospitals are going to be overwhelmed. And there's no vaccine? What's going to happen? Oh, no. Oh, my. You know, no face masks, no social distancing. And they're not taking orders. Yeah, that's what they're really upset about. That's the, look, this is the best way to show, to expose this, whether it is a mass demonstration or whether you want to demonstrate against this by going to church. You know, just in John MacArthur's church, he has about that many people. Think about that. And they're doing that every week. No social distancing. They're singing, actually, <laughs> expelling <laughs> the, uh, the viral particles into the air. And nobody's dying in L.A. Imagine that. Imagine uh, motorcycle rallies of a quarter, not a quarter, uh, half a million people. Half a million people. Nobody's dying from that. Isn't that amazing? So in Germany, uh, first they said, well, we want to do this. And they said, no, no, you can't do it. Even though in June they had Black Lives Matter protests, they had about 15,000 people turn out. And they had already had, for a previous uh, scheduled, um, uh, previously for this, they'd had 17,000 people registered as demonstrators. You got to register as a demonstrator in Germany. Well, we're not too far away from that. Quite frankly, folks, you know, when you look at, and I've seen a lot of people celebrating the fact 
that, and I forget which jurisdiction it was. We'll get to that later. But one jurisdiction in a small town said, well, we're going to uh, charge the BLM organizer for all the police protection. That is a way to stop the free assembly and protests that are legitimate. The BLM and Antifa protests are not legitimate. Let's not let that destroy permanently the rest of our ability to protest what the government is doing. We need to be able to protest as well. We need to be able to show up like the people did in Germany and in London. We should not have to get permits. It's un-American for anybody to have to get a permit to uh, address their grievances of the government. Are you kidding me? Well, that's my first grievance, that I have to get a permit to tell you that I've got a grievance. I mean, this is like Festivus. We need to... (laughs) It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's like some kind of a Monty Python sketch. Excuse me, I have a problem with what the government is doing. Well, you'll have to take a number and you'll have to fill out this form before I let you protest that. Are you kidding me? This is where we are in America now, post-constitutional America. So back to Germany. They had 17,000 people, 17,000 who registered for it. And they said, no, you can't do it. And then a German court overturned that ban. And guess what? They had more than double that amount. Now the agreed upon number by the establishment press there is 38,000. But that wasn't the first number that they came out with. Berlin police estimated about 18,000 people in attendance. That lie didn't fly. So they had to increase it to 38,000. I bet you it was a lot more than 38,000. But that is now the number that they have decided upon. It continued as well. That was on uh, Saturday. It continued on Sunday as well. And the German president, Steinmeier, said this was, quote, an intolerable act, attack on the heart of our democracy, right? Well, let me tell you what the attack on the heart of our democracy is. The idea that the government can have an extended emergency without even declaring martial law. We're under martial law. We're under undeclared martial law. And that's what we should be fighting about. That's what we should be fighting about. Uh, It's absolutely amazing. About 2,000 people, they said, uh, approved and attended an unapproved gathering around the Capitol. About 2,000 is what this one says. Well, no, maybe about 40,000 at least. (laughs) Uh, They said at least uh, another 38,000 people took part in at least two rallies near key federal government buildings on Saturday. Later, violence erupted between law enforcement and about 3,000 far-right activists. Well, who are the far-right activists? Well, it's anybody that doesn't think that you ought to have a government operate outside of the democracy. And that's what we're talking about. What are you talking about, a democracy, when you've got some technocrats and some bureaucrats who can lock down your society, the entire globe, on a bunch of garbage lies that have now been exposed. And even after they're exposed, they continue to do this. That's not a democracy. They said the only common denominator with these people in Germany was the coronavirus. So the law enforcement official that was there said protesters included far-right extremists, of course. Well, we'll take that. You want to use that label for anybody who stands up to the government? Anti-vaccine activists and so-called Reich citizens. 
Anyway, they said the uh, protests were a mixture of libertarians, virus deniers, right-wing extremists, and anti-vaccine campaigners. In other words, people who don't like to have their liberty taken away. And um, the Berlin police halted the riot, uh, the uh, halted the march on Saturday because they said uh, after an hour they said you're, you're violating the very social distancing rules that we have put in place by Angela Merkel. Which, uh, again, you can just write off Germany now. I mean, 40,000 people doing this? All of Berlin's going to die? And, you know, when we look at this, I have to say to these, these quizzling Republicans, uh, these uh, people who, like the Vichy government and France, collaborators, Nazi collaborators, this is the new fascism. And I've got to say to these Republicans out there who are doing this, Tear down this wall. You know what we're talking about, Berlin? Tear down this wall that you've put us behind. Tear down this wall of executive orders and mandates, Abbott. And Brad Little. We're going to talk to uh, Ammon Bundy later in the program about what's going on in uh, Republican uh, Governor Idaho's backyard. <laughs> and uh, that's Brad Little, the Republican Governor of Idaho. And uh, in Indiana as well. You got the little Republican governor there, and he is. The uh, assessment is, oh, he's a shoe in for a re-election because he's presenting a united front with the health bureaucrats. They love him. They stand behind him. He stands with them. See, that's how these people sell you out for their political gain. These Republican governors. We'll be right back. Stay with us. The answer to 1984 is 1776. InfoWars has been banned. Arrested. Attacked and threatened. Because we are effective. The Great Awakening is here. Go to band.video. Download the videos and share. Support the information war at InfoWarsStore.com. And never give up the fight. Infowars.com. You're listening to the David Knight Show. They had 10,000 people in London push back. And they had 40,000 people in Berlin push back. But we had 500,000 bikers push back in Sturgis. <laughs> uh, and now they're, I, I, you know, I thought it was kind of interesting. So over the weekend, I thought, you know, I haven't heard anything about everybody dying because of the Sturgis uh, situation. And, and, of course, the uh, local uh, town there, which... <laughs> They, they, have, they make all of their money in a couple of weeks. And the little uh, 
king and queen of the prom and uh, student council leaders that are now the uh, now the mayor there, the, these types of people that are now ruling over us. I was just talking to my wife about that. She, she found something from Facebook from way back then. I said, oh, yeah, I remember that person. A little brown-nosing student council resume-padding person. And, of course, I'm not surprised at all that she's radical left now. That's where these people wind up, and they want to control your life. These little hall monitors and brown-nosers from high school. And so in Sturgis, they decided that they wanted to just shut down everybody's business for the year. Sorry, you're not going to have any income this year. And so they said, no, we'll do it anyway. And the bikers said, no, we're coming anyway. And they said, well, all right, well, you know, we typically have about 500,000. I don't think there'll be any more than 250,000. Well, there was 500,000 people there. And so I thought over the weekend, I thought, boy, there's been nothing at all on CNN or Fox News or Drudge about how everybody's dying from the Sturgis event. What's the matter with that? And so I looked it up and, you know, sure enough, you got CBS News trying to make a case out of this. More than 100 coronavirus cases in eight states are linked to the massive Sturgis motorcycle rally in South Dakota. Okay, well, you've got 100 cases out of 500,000 people? <laughs> Do the numbers. Let's find out about the numbers here, okay? Send that to those statistical geniuses, uh, Fauci and Burks. And uh, the people that fed them the numbers out of uh, Imperial College of London. And see how those work out. Yeah, you got 40 people. <laughs> uh, they said a spokesperson of the South Dakota Department of Health said that they had related 40 cases to the Sturgis rally. Now, we're talking about cases here. Cases. We're not talking about deaths. We're not even necessarily talking about people who have symptoms. We've got people who tested positive. Well, let's say, oh, you tested positive according to this. Uh, he tested negative. Let's do it a couple more times. Okay, now we got a positive. Now, where have you been? Oh, you were at Sturgis. Okay, that's it. Yeah, the numbers. <laughs> there he is, the number man. Uh, so you got 40 people, right, there in South Dakota. Okay, 40 people out of 500,000, that is 0.008%. So you can add a couple more decimals to that, really. Or put it the other way. That means... One out of every 12,500 people that were there in the area. I thought this was one of the most contagious viruses ever known to man, bioengineered by the Chinese. Is that right? Is that the best these people can do? <laughs> Everybody's going to catch it. Everybody's going to catch it. Well, only one out of 12,500 people. And did they even have symptoms? And we're going to take a look at the death statistics now that have come out of the CDC as well. What a joke. And, and, of course, you know, any test now they find, oh, well, you know, in eight states, we're going to trace this back to Sturgis. Okay, well, I wonder, out of those 500,000 people who are riding motorcycles, I wonder how many of them have been involved in traffic accidents since then or died in traffic accidents since then. Yeah, it's pretty risky riding a motorcycle. And as one of the guys said, I'm a lot more worried about riding a motorcycle. <laughs> He rode a motorcycle all the way there, long distance. Says, yeah, I'm much more worried about a motorcycle because people don't see you on the roads. Exactly. Exactly. So I wonder how many of those motorcycle accidents and deaths they could trace back to Sturgis. These are people who attended Sturgis. There you go. There's, that guy's got the spirit of it right there. <laughs> got a mask over his face with a couple of holes punched in. 
He's got the mask not over his mouth, but he's got it from the nose up, and he's got a, a hole for his nose, a hole for his eyes, and his mouth is open. But he's got a beard. <laughs> epic. Epic. So the city of Sturgis is trying to make a case for this, literally trying to make a case for this. So the city of Sturgis tested 20% of the town, 20% of the town, and they've turned it into a hotspot by definition. But they only found, I mean, this is, this is how they, they rig the numbers, folks. I talked about how they create hotspots. A hotspot just means that even if you don't have a lot of cases, even if the number of cases were linked to just one family, or if it was not even outside the normal range of what you would expect to find in tests, it becomes a hotspot if it jumps up. So they were able to test 20% of the population and turn it into a hotspot. The Department of Health uh, in South Dakota reports asymptomatic positive statewide fall into the range of 3 to 7% on average. The Sturgis community average of 4% falls within this range. So they're down at the bottom of what they would typically do anyway. In other words, 500,000 people on motorcycles, they are not, they don't have glass around them. They're riding around on motorcycles, breathing out into the air. And in that kind of situation, it made no difference. No difference. But the increase in testing resulted in an increase in positive cases being identified in the community. So it's now a hotspot because they tested 20% of the community. They found that it was no high. They were asymptomatic. And they said, well, you'd expect a range uh, 3 to 7%. It was 4%. So, yeah, okay. They're looking really hard, and they can't find anything. Then take a look at Hawaii. Due to mislabeling, about 1,000 Oahu residents are told they have to retest for COVID-19. Oh, how'd that happen? And then we have the panic headlines from CBS. This was on Drudge, I think. 97,000 children reportedly test positive for the coronavirus in two weeks as schools gear up for instruction. Well, how many people did they test? Uh, the... Uh, <laughs> How many people did you test to get 100,000 children to show up positive on your test? University of Alabama hit hard with 1,200 students now infected. See, this is what I was, why I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Texas A&M, as I had a listener send me the thing, the notification. Uh, we've got 5,000 tests here, and um, we're going to be giving you a, a text, and you better show up and get your test right away or there'll be consequences. You'll be kicked out of school. And you're being picked at random if you get this, but as other tests come in, we're going to test 100% of you. And then they come back and say, well, we had 1,200 students. They don't have any symptoms, but the test, bow to the test. Bow to the test. We don't have to. We can't question the test. The test controls us. It's like those fake computer models that came out of the Imperial College of London. I've got a printout here. So you do what it says. Garbage in, garbage out, folks. These are garbage tests. None of this stuff matters. It's all a fraud. It is a hoax. Colleges are now cracking down on parties as they reopen. And, of course, you've got the uh, story from South Carolina where the uh, governor there is wringing his hands. Well, I want everybody to wear their masks, but it's going to be hard to enforce it. So then you got the Columbia Fire Department. As I pointed out last week, the fire department, the perfect people to enforce this because the fire department has operated on the premise for decades that they will accept zero risk. Now, that is uh, 
When you say that there, you're not going to accept any risk for fires, that is, that is willful ignorance of reality. There's always risks for anything. Always risks for anything. But they're not going to accept any of it. So you would get somebody like the fire department chief to go in and break up a pool party. It was almost like Mardi Gras, said the fire department chief, who has now become the anti-fun police. <laughs> they got anti-fa are shooting people in the streets. And then we got the anti-fun government <laughs> dictators who are essentially destroying our lives far more effectively than uh, Soros's Marxists on the streets. For I saw large crowds in the pool on the area side of the pool and on the top of the pool house. I just had to get in there and stop that. Stop that. <laughs> it's not a joke. You hear that? That's the march of the United Nations and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation coming with their battle plan, psychological warfare operation with the forced inoculations and the permanent lockdown of civilization and society. They're outlawing people being able to get colds or the flu. They're creating artificial phobias for normal death that takes place. They're not even promising to have a cure to it all. They're just inflicting new phobias on everyone to bring in their planetary regime directed by the WHO with vaccines that actually change your DNA and make you owned by Microsoft. It's a final frontier. It's the year 2020. It's not coming. It's here. And submission is blood in the water. We here at InfoWars are proud to announce the first ever Kava Kava Root Supplement that is now available at InfoWarsStore.com. Kava is one of the hottest new breakthroughs in the natural health world today, though it has been used for hundreds of years in the Pacific Islands for its relaxation and euphoric effects. According to ancient Samoan legend, Kava was given as a gift by the sun god Tagaloa, who they considered to be the supreme ruler and creator of the universe. The Samoan people would drink kava tea during social gatherings and sacred ceremonies to loosen up a little. Nowadays, kava is used around the world by many who enjoy its serious benefits. The new Kava Chill by Dr. Jones Naturals contains a full blend of not only kava kava, but other herbs including, but not limited to, German chamomile, organic skullcap, and valerian root. We do expect to sell this new product quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The David Knight Show. All right, so you understand the, the moving metrics, right? As soon as the case fatality rate, uh, everybody's going to die. As soon as that collapses, and as soon as the model is exposed as a total fraud, both by its assumptions and by its implementation, they couldn't get the same answer twice using the same data. It would gener- it's a random number generator. That's what it was. It wasn't a simulator. It was a random number generator. They were called out by the University of Edinburgh. And you had uh, Dr. Ioannidis at Stanford called them out on the, the false assumptions of their model. Nevertheless, based on that, 
uh, Fauci and Burks, given a platform, still given a platform by President Trump, shut down the country. And the world has been shut down, even though we knew before this came here. We knew what was happening. We knew the lies in Italy uh, a couple of months ago. We had the New York Times say, and you know, there was a massive lobbying campaign on social media by Chinese bots in Italy to push that narrative that they had to shut down like China had done. See, that is the, you know, what China did, the actual, it's not the virus, it's the response that is fatal. It's the, res, it's the response to a MacGuffin that was engineered in China and then implemented around the world. And so as they look at the Republican convention staffers and attendees, some of them have tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, no, it's CPAC all over again. Remember when CPAC, everybody was going to die? They had a couple. The news came out. The left was rejoicing. Oh, look at this. All these conservatives, they got together. They don't believe in the virus. And, and they've, had, they've tested positive even though they didn't have symptoms. And now, you know, people who were one, two, three jumps Away from uh, that person. They're all quarantining. Had senators quarantined. Nobody got sick. And nobody died. And so the New York Times is now where John Rappaport was five months ago. How about that for tomorrow's news today? Over five months ago, before all this stuff happened, John Rappaport was repeating what he had told everybody about these fake pandemics from Fauci because this isn't his first rodeo. This is the first time he's used a rodeo to shut down the entire country. But he's had a lot of these rodeos. And they've all been exposed as frauds. And uh, in the past, they've talked about the PCR tests. And so John said, hey, yeah, this is bogus. This is phony. And uh, he pointed this out more than five months ago. Uh, we're day 168. And it was at least a couple of weeks before that happened. I had John on. And I uh, talked about how they're... They have this fake test. So maybe instead of going to the fake news New York Times, who's now throwing this out because, you know, again, the case fatality rate narrative collapsed. The cumulative death narrative is now collapsed. I'm going to talk about that. Uh, they go with the number of cases out there, even asymptomatic cases. And then based on that, they have, even though people are not dying, even though the hospitals, you know, the, the emergency hospitals that were sent to New York, the epicenter, of this epidemic in America, we're told. And yet nobody used the Army Field Hospital of 2,500 beds. Nobody used the Navy hospital ship. They were sent home never being used. And yet we're supposed to believe that in, that in addition to that, you had uh, citizen journalists going around and showing the empty hospitals. We're still supposed to believe in this epidemic? Let me tell you something. It is a hoax. How many times are you? <laughs> is the media going to lie to you before you push back against this? And so here is the New York Times trying to salvage a little bit of their reputation, perhaps. It's in tatters. Your coronavirus test is positive. Maybe it shouldn't be. And this came out over the weekend, Saturday. Some of the nation's leading public health experts are raising a new concern. It's not new. It's not new. John Rappaport's been talking about this for years. So maybe instead of listening to the fake news, you should go to nomorefakenews.com. That's his site. Uh the standard tests are diagnosing huge numbers of people who may be carrying relatively insignificant amounts of the virus, says the New York Times. Oh, you think? Most of these people are not likely to be contagious, and identifying them may contribute to bottlenecks in the healthcare system. It may also destroy our economy. It may also push us into a depression, into civil war, and a world war. 
oh, but by all means, let's continue this narrative. Because that's exactly what these people want. They want a civil war. They want a global war. They want to reorganize society. They're crushing the middle class. They've pretty much done it already. While Trump has sat there with his thumb on Twitter. The researchers say the solution is not to test less, but to, and not to skip testing people without symptoms. So here you go. This is what the New York, the New York Times will throw the, the truth out there, and then they'll push back against it. This is the very definition of insanity, folks. Something doesn't work, but we got to do more of it, right? That's insanity. Keep doing the same thing that doesn't work, and you expect to get different results. But, of course, we've also seen this is the standard operating procedure of uh, the government. Whenever they have a massive failure, they never admit a mistake. Instead, they say we need to have more of whatever it was that we did. We need to have a bigger bureaucracy. We need to have more rules, more regulations, more money, and we need to do more testing. Even though the testing doesn't work, even though the testing is clogging the system with people who are not sick and not contagious, we need more of that because they want to destroy America. This is a political virus. The decision not to test asymptomatic people is just really backward, said an epidemiologist at Harvard. Where else, of course? In fact, we should be ramping up testing of everybody. And then they get back to the truth. The most widely used diagnostic test for the new coronavirus, called a PCR test, provides a simple yes or no answer to the question of whether or not a patient is infected. But yes and no isn't good enough. It's the amount of the virus that should dictate the infected patient's next steps. And uh, it's really irresponsible, he said, I think, to forego the recognition that this is a quantitative issue. Yeah, it is a quantitative issue. If you've got a tiny amount of this, and that's what the PCR test does, it looks for a substance, something, and then it amplifies it. And so even if you're not sick, you're totally asymptomatic, And even if you never get sick, they want you to quarantine and they want to use that to push social distancing, face masks, vaccines. That's how they're using this. And not only that, not only is the quantitative issue being ignored under PCR, but it is also a qualitative issue. The PCR test cannot distinguish, says the CDC, cannot distinguish between other coronaviruses. It's not novel enough. So any cold, any flu will look like the dreaded. COVID-19, which allows them to have a justification to shut everything down and to push vaccines. All right, coming up, I'm going to talk about the death of a narrative. And this lie about cumulative deaths has now been exposed by the CDC. But see, it doesn't matter because they're moving on to the testing. Yeah, the, the deaths and all that kind of, and and the the, the contagious aspect of this, that is just so five months ago. We don't need that anymore. It's kind of like, you know, we gotta, we got to flatten the curve, right? We can't overwhelm our hospitals. So let's keep them empty and put them out of business. Let's make them go bankrupt as well because we let nobody get in there. And, of course, the end game to all of this is the parents, uh, as we see in Massachusetts, it wasn't just in London and Berlin where you had protests. The parents in Massachusetts now are protesting What I reported last week, the fact that they have said that they're going to require every student of every age, from kindergarten up into college, everyone has to get a flu vaccine. This is where they've been headed for the longest time. They have been pushing lies, statistical lies, every year to try to 
nudge you into taking a flu vaccine. And when you didn't fall for that, now they've got a phony pandemic, a novel approach. And they're going to use that to force that, as well as this dangerous vaccine. More about that as well. And we're going to talk about what happened in the assassination in Portland. Uh, We've got a clip of a a guy who knew uh, the victim. All of that is coming up. In the next hour, we'll also be talking to Emmon Bundy about what is going on in Idaho. A perfect example of Republican betrayal to use businesses to say, well, you know, we'll give you some legal immunity, but only if you become the enforcers for our policy that cannot be defended scientifically. Uh, so all that is coming up. Before we go to break, I just want to remind you, these are the final hours of our Everyday Essentials sale. Uh, right now, we've got the 8-pack Power Stack and Survival Shield X2 combo, 60% off the heart and body combo. Extendawise and VasoBeat, 50% off. VasoBeat is a vasodilator that is concentrated beet juice. Safe, natural, effective, and right now 50% off. And don't forget, we now have storable food on short supply. And if you look at the unrest, if you look at the damage that is being done to our supply chain, the the fact that um, uh, this is not going to go away, this is only going to escalate between now and the election, and I think it's going to escalate after the election. So make sure you've got a supply of food in stock. It'll be uh, good for 25 years in case you don't need it. Now, I guarantee you're going to need it within the next 10 years for sure. Infowarsstore.com. There's a nauseating sense to it. Not a sense of triumph, not a sense of victory, not a sense of completion, but a sense of sick nausea that we were right about the world government we were right about the anti-human plans we were right about all the horrible things the globalists and their satanic order want to do to us now we sit here warning people for decades trying to get people ready trying to stop what was coming but you know what revelations and god's word says it's coming so you can't stop it And it's in that understanding that we're part of God's larger plan that we come to the point in our own psyche, in our own spirit, in our own will that we submit to God and realize God's in charge and God has the power. And the devil is sent as a tester. Now it's up to us to make the right decision. That's what it's really always been about.